Hi everyone and welcome along to the Phil Hoffman Travel Podcast. A real treat for you today. One of our favourites, Joe McLaren, is here as we discover Persia. Lovely to see you, Joe. Salam. Salam to yes. you. Yes. Welcome back, which means hello, hello in Persian. Well done. Hey, welcome home. Thank you. What a great trip. Now, we're going to try and do your photos justice on the podcast today because I've been following them with interest. You've just come back. A more beautiful country aesthetically you know, when you see the photos. But, I mean, talk to us about Persia. We often say, and you've been on the podcast before, you're someone up for an adventure. As soon as I can imagine that I was just going to talk to someone about Persia, I thought, I bet you Joe McLaren's on this trip. How was it? <laughs> it was amazing. I, I must admit, Letha, I kept saying Persia when people said to me, where are you going, Joe? Where are you taking the next Phil Hoffman travel group? And I was saying, discover Persia. We're going to Persia. Oh, that sounds lovely. I wasn't going to say Iran because no. there was a little bit of news around at the time and it had people kind of shaking their heads. And um, But once we arrived and we were welcomed and we put our headscarves on when we arrived and we met our guide and... Every moment of every day, the entire group, we had those pinch me moments to say, how privileged, how blessed Mm. are we to be in such a beautiful part of the world, a beautiful country, the warmest, friendliest, polite, sophisticated people on the planet, exploring and discovering one of the ancient, the biggest, largest empire. The Persian Empire was the largest empire the world ever known at its time, Leith BC. So we're talking about cradle of civilization, this amazing part of um, of the Middle East that um, is just a, a must-see place to visit. When we think of Persia, we think of magic carpets and genies in a bottle. <laughs> I mean, maybe I grew up with too much Disney, but talk to us about what it's like when you, when you arrive in a place like Iran, Where did you fly from? Where did you fly in? What are some of the things we can expect? Well, our magic carpet, certainly, (laughs) it it just felt exactly that. And I'll talk more about magic carpets and they are exquisite. We flew with Emirates into Dubai. And two of our group flew with um, with Qatar into Doha and disembarked in Dubai. And then we're only boarded our next plane. We're only an hour and three quarters just north to Tehran, the capital of um, of Iran. And we're up near the Caspian Sea. So we arrived. We um, organised our visas and money and everything, met our guide and off we go. And we're ever so excited. We kept um, – and it's quite desolate. We were – there's two times to travel in um, – or two best times is um, April and – or May and April, which is their spring and a little bit cooler coming out of their winter and also in their autumn, which is September, October when we were there, which is the most convenient, like lovely times or perfect times to yep. travel because you're avoiding the heat of the summer because most of our travels leith in Iran. We're in central Iran, which the great cities of Tehran, Esfahan, Yads, the wonderful ancient city of Persepolis and Shiraz, where our grapes originally from, but no wine, <laughs> no alcohol. And um, so we're predominantly in central Iran. So it's desolate areas. And then you go into these rich, fertile valleys and oh, don't the Persian gardens are UNESCO, but I'll tell you more about that. So let's give people a quick geography lesson. So Iran is 
slap bang in the middle of the Middle East. Yes. It is the middle of the Middle East. Yes. Turkmenistan to the north, Afghanistan to the east. You've got Iraq to the west and, of course, down in the south, the United Arab Emirates into Saudi Arabia, etc. So you mentioned it's hot, obviously, in summer. Is it what we would expect? Think uh, Alice Springs or Cooper Pedy. So quite dry, quite desolate. However... The interesting thing about a country like Iran, it is surrounded by some of the most magnificent mountains and these rich fertile valleys and I found that throughout the whole of Central Asia. So here you are in these desolate areas and yet they have these UNESCO World Heritage Gardens, these oases in these magnificent cities and these ancient old villages and cities and you go into a beautiful courtyard, their homes, like you knock on a door in a dusty laneway and you walk in, here's an oasis. Fountains, pomegranate trees, gorgeous big old 4,000-year-old cypress trees. I mean, you go, wow. So they have, that is, this is, these ancient civilizations spread out from, um, well, we we love traveling in Jordan and Israel and people love Turkey. They go to Egypt. We go through the United Arab. So a lot of people would have been to Dubai, been to Qatar, been uh, to Doha now. So those desolate type areas, but uh, Dubai is a lot hotter than where we were yeah. in Iran, a lot hotter. Because you're looking on the map, there seems to be a lot of water around rivers throughout. Yes. Of course, you've yes. got the Persian Gulf yes. below the Caspian Sea above. Yes. So um, so it has desert type areas, yeah. I guess. So but. our guide came from northern Iran, which is up near the Caspian Sea towards the Azerbaijan border. Yep. And um, it's minus 40 in the mountains. It's freezing Amazing, in it? the winter. So you can only go to those parts of Iran in high summer, like mm. the middle of the northern hemisphere summer. We're, we're in the northern hemisphere, so I yep. think they're opposite to us. So, But the ideal times to travel through these great cities that we visited is um, autumn or spring. You look at your photos and you look at some of the photos that you can get from Phil Hoffman about what it's like to be in Iran or throughout Persia. I mean, and I know it's the same in most places you visit too. Churches are a thing of beauty. Yes. A mosque, a square. Oh, a, a, the architecture. Yeah. Leith, a statue. Perce- if anyone watched, and you probably heard me say this before, but if anyone was lucky enough to watch the SBS series of Joanna Lumley last year, travelling across the Silk Road, the Silk Route, from Europe across to China, I mean, some of these ancient beautiful places that we visited persepolis is one of the greatest empires the greatest ancient cities the world has ever known the architecture the design these beautiful mosques are just exquisite the tile work the layout of this magnificent iman square in esfahan is the second largest square in the world after Tiananmen Square in China. You walk into some of these ancient trading bazaars that have been trading for thousands of years that Marco Polo was in with his goods, Alexander the Great. And you walk into these ancient, ancient trading domes, these ancient bazaars, um, and you just look up to these dome ceilings that are so huge and you think... How clever were these people to design buildings like this, to design these ancient mosques and desi- this architecture is just surreal. We just, we were just sta- wow <laughs> moments, p- 
pinch yourself moment. Yep. There was this gorgeous old, uh, beautiful old heritage house that I was we were staying in in Esfahan, which is a magnificent city. It's a beautiful, beautiful city. And in the morning, I had my windows open and a cool breeze would come in and wake me up and I would look out and here's the dome mm. to one of the most beautiful mosques in Iran in the world just outside my window and we're in the old part of the city in an ancient old historical merchant's home that's been converted to a boutique hotel most of the travelers um which i don't know why it surprised me but it's a mainstream destination for travelers from europe because it's so close you're only an hour and three quarters from dubai so from europe you're only a couple of hours it's like flying from adelaide to sydney for europeans or few hours so lots of german travelers lots of french travelers lots of spanish travelers lots and lots of european travelers and so it's just a unique wonderful privilege the warmest friend and the food (laughs) <laughs> oh, don't even look oh, at my please, waistline. There's nothing there. Oh, let's, gosh. Let's talk about the food because that I think the thing I love about the idea of Persia too is it's old and new. For every mm. you know ancient mosque, there are silks and there are ceramics and all the rest that goes with that. We'll touch on those in a second. I do know you well enough though that you, and every time we talk, whether it be an exotic destination or an, a more well-known destination, you get captivated not only by the location but the people and that mm. tends to be what mm. makes... You know, we've discussed this before where, you know, the people of Bhutan, for example, mm. may overshadow some mm. things you see. What what are Persian people like? Again, you know, it's an it's a part of the world that some people maybe are afraid of because they don't quite know or they're sort of the news cycle. But what are they like? They're the most... The women, oh my gosh, these dark, beautiful, yep. beautiful-looking women handsome men they are beautiful beautiful looking people so here they are in these uh, the women in lovely scarves and depending on how religious or how spiritual we went to pilgrimage sites so they're more conservative out in the country more conservative once you're in Tehran you're up into more uh, certain parts of Tehran you've got these women with the scarf dropping back off their head and (laughs) they've got all different colored clothes on always got a respectful a jacket but just very trendy and very gorgeous and it was interesting going to we we caught local buses we caught um we had our own small very 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 modern little van that we traveled around in and um which was really really comfortable but it was the people make it there's nowhere in the world that i've been to that i felt so welcomed yep so sophisticated, so well-educated. Our guide did mathematics at university and he was our guide, learning, speaking English, making more money than he could as a mathematician because there is, with their economy, with the sanctions on, it has got some limitations for them for work. However, what it's created was these amazingly entrepreneurial people. So you go into the bazaars and young people making jewellery. They could be a doctor, but they've got, they're making something. They're producing something they've converted an old family home into a a contemporary hotel and they've just embraced the persian culture is so ancient i adored the people Mm. they're so polite courteous you'd be walking through a bazaar 
you wouldn't try you'd ne- I wouldn't make eye contact but I'd look up and then you'd see somebody curiously looking at you a lovely young woman or an elderly woman yep. and this big smile <laughs> this massive big smile and a child looking up at you and what I love more than anything else Leith when you're in a hot country it's still relatively warm out in the morning busy yep lunch rest very European Medi- yep. Mediterranean kind of lifestyle and then out again for a clock or something when it starts to cool down. And in the evening, families, friends, young people, multi-generational, everyone together on a rug in the gardens with their picnic basket, with their thermos because all tea drinking, yeah. a bit of coffee, but yep. tea houses – and under the pomegranate trees. And then at the end of the evening, nine o'clock or something, we'd be going back to our hotel and you'd see, you know, people chattering, picking up their rugs and their baskets. And the children and some of the school teachers in our group are going, should these children be out so late? <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was a people. We're curious as travellers. Yeah. Wherever we go, we love the monuments. We love the culture. We love looking at everything, the history. But... More than anything else, we're curious about people and how they live, what they eat, where they go to university, what their culture is, and that is what Iran's all about. So as a good traveller, we all should do this, not only in the Middle East, but everywhere we travel. You should be respectful to the place that you're visiting. Talk us through that in that the ladies in the photos that I saw uh, had to wear different garments, and I guess whatever the traditions or the cultures are of the place that you go to, it's something that you should obviously uh, be respectful of. Iran is conservative and there is a dress code and we were given really clear instructions about that, although it was probably a bit more conservative our instructions we'd been given than we actually had to practice. But yes, we wore a headscarf the whole time. We wore relatively loose clothes and also we had to cover, you know, we had our legs had to be covered, our arms had to be covered, our elbows, whatever, but not one ounce of... One, not moment in time did any of us ever feel restrictive or the people were uh, the people are happy carefree beautiful food and um, but I said to our local guide Rashid along the way I'd say Rashid please um, let us know if we're you know when we need to be a little bit you know just keep us on track I mean we're all travelers and we all like to be respectful and we want to feel like we're being respectful mm. in your country so please guide us along the way he said you're far more conservative than we all are <laughs> so um, and but we morphed at first we struggled keeping our scarves on and everything and after a while you're going this is great. You mm. could have a bad hair day and it's kind of quite complimentary and you realise in a hot country, it's it's the it fashion yeah. statements too. And um, so, no, not one ounce did we feel like we were restricted in any way or So you mentioned all these anyway. amazing places that you visit from Tehran to Yaz to Shiraz to Esfahan. Sometimes uh, you see it written Is-I-Esfahan or e Esfahan, but it's a was a capital one of the capital cities, but it is a beautiful. It is one of the prettiest cities, mm. and it's got this massive big Iman Square, and these incredible buildings and it is just an elegant gracious sophisticated city tehran's the big capital and so it's like up to 20 million people 13 million people it's mass it's huge but and it's lovely it's great but esfahan was 
just one of the jewels. Yeah. But the three main cities, we visited another, another lovely little place too called um, Kashan and um, we love that. And also Yads, which is um, out in the desert, which is these amazing um, badgers and wind towers that people would have seen in Dubai and throughout the Middle East or Dubai where there's massive towers above yes. buildings and they're the earliest air conditioners. And also the other curious thing was um, a network, how thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago the people of this region innovatively brought water into their f- desert villages and it's an infrastructure called canats, uh, 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 and they would channel water from the snow-capped mountains underground and create these beautiful fountains and all this infra. So they were, it was like um, aqueducts that the Romans did, but the Romans probably copied them. This yeah. is pre-Roman empire. So they created these magnificent Oh, tranquil gardens and water and flowing water. It's a real feature in Persia. You'll go to these ancient, ancient sites and there's always a lot about water and ancient gardens. Beautiful. Before we wrap up, who would enjoy Persia the most, do you think? Talk us through your group and the people that are listening to this podcast and thinking, you know what, maybe it wasn't on my list to visit before, but I've been inspired by everything that's Joe saying and you can feel just how excited you were and how much it meant to you. The kind of people or the kind of traveller that would enjoy Persia? Everyone. Everyone? Mostly the people on my group and those that stayed with the group, some chose not to travel, uh, had booked and didn't and chose not to go and Oh, they would have loved it. They would be so disappointed. They did miss out. And unfortunately, what we hear in our news sometimes, and no disrespect to that, is a Western perception of something. And I'm not getting involved in politics. Politics is politics. When you're in your country, when you are in a country, and you're on the ground, and you're with you and I, the locals, and we're getting on with our lives, and we're oblivious not ignorantly so, but we're just getting on with our lives and that's the joy of a region, that's the joy of Iran. We should stress too, when you go with someone like Phil Hoffman, you're not going to be sent into an area of danger. I'm not going to go anywhere, it's not safe. And we're constantly, and that's our duty of care, and that's, um, of course, we would never, ever, I wouldn't go anywhere. No. Joe. That wasn't safe. You can find out more at Phil Hoffman Travel. If you too would like to discover Persia, you think you'll go back? Oh, I'd love to. I'll be back there in a blip. I'll be in back there tomorrow beat. if I could. Joe McLaren joining us on the podcast. Make sure you pop into any of the 10 offices of Phil Hoffman Travel. You can find out more online, pht.com.au, or the social media channels. Thank you so much for joining us today and telling us about Persia on the podcast. I'm off on my magic carpet. Thank you.